This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. I am Jamie Jennings from Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm Emily Thompson from Wellington, Florida. And you are listening to a special jumping edition of Horses in the Morning on Horse Radio Network for March 3rd, episode 1116. This episode is brought to you by S Equestrian. Good morning, Horse World. Oh my God. It's Tuesday. Top class show jumping. Uh, at the very best. Every horse is different and you've got to be able to understand and read each different horse. Remember we're looking for those clears in this round to go forward to the jump off. You can't ask for anything more. It's just pure theatre. everybody for joining us and I would love to welcome Emily. Emily, I love doing the jumper shows with you. It makes my Tuesdays every month. Oh, I know. We have a girl day. This is fun. I was excited <laughs> too. Although I love Glenn. Um, Shout out to Glenn. Yeah, we love you, Glenn. Uh, I'm sure he's listening going, they just hate me. Well, we love you, Glenn. We're, 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 we'll shoot. You'll be with her next month, but um, I got to do it today. So everybody, thank you for joining us at the jumping episode. It happens the first Tuesday of every month. And as normal, she's got a huge packed show. You, you, you call everybody. Let me ask you this. Does everybody want to be on the show, or do you have to hunt down all these people to be on the show? I I kind of go through. Well, I've got a few regulars, like we have, you know, Jennifer Wood Media that comes on uh, and does our news from Wellington. A few other a few other regulars, product tech and whatnot. Um, but you know, I kind of I, I'm at the horse show. I'm out and about, and I start just fishing a little bit, telling people, hey, radio show's coming up. Maybe there's a topic you want to talk about. You know, I kind of, it's like loose, you know, I just kind of eh, put it out yeah. there. But man, people, people respond. And uh, yeah, I had two other people that I couldn't fit on. And then I felt bad. <laughs> like, well, maybe I shouldn't have asked so many people, you know, I'll bet you the next month. <laughs> next month, I promise, I promise. <laughs> well, Jennifer's going to tell us uh, what's coming up on today's show. And then we're going to get into what's going on with you. Jennifer? On today's S Equestrian Jumping episode, we have a star-studded lineup, as Julie, Ju, Jamie alluded to, with half the population of Wellington on the show today, beginning with Jennifer <laughs> Wood, who has the, the news of the upcoming biggest shows of the year, and Dan Daly from Golden Grow talks about growing your champion from the inside out, and then Julie, Julie Burton helps the humans on the show live a little bit better. And then one of our favorites, Gigi the Pony Star, has some riding advice, followed by Brittany Brett, who is an ex- an artist extraordinaire. Luann has her product pick. And then rounding things out, Jen Blumenthal has the ringside report. Fantastic. Boy, it and is act. <laughs> it is. I love this, though, because we get to see Jennifer scramble. And by the way, there's a lot of Jennifers on the show. We get to see Coach Jen, Let's the clarify, producer, yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, scramble to get all these people on, on the phone. So hopefully it'll all work okay. out and it's going to go smooth sailing. It'll be just fine. It's going to be great. Um, it's going to be great. <laughs> it is I, a lot. I, was, I did look. I thought, ooh, this has really got to go smooth <laughs> to get all this in. Oh, so get it together, fun. people. Keep them coming. <laughs> Prepare, prepare yourselves. No, it'll be great. And um, I, I was told that I need to ask you about something, and it, it means something different to me as a human mother when I was told to ask you about your new baby. Oh. <laughs> Assuming that's not human babies. I know. I do have to clarify, which I don't do regularly, and people get confused and shocked by really the sheer volume of them, I think, and, and not knowing that I was pregnant at all. But, no, they're not human <laughs> babies. They are horse babies. And uh, I've had sort of those of you that know me, I've been on this sort of breeding investigation extravaganza for years. I've been really, really, really interested in studying, you know, going to breeding farms, all of this. Um, and I did finally acquire a modest group of breeding horses, including a stallion, who is not sound for full work, but he's got amazing papers. Um, so the fingers crossed. It's a little bit of an experiment at this stage. Um, this is our first season, but we have babies on the ground. We've got one. She is beautiful. She's huge. Um, just straight and pretty, pretty eyes, pretty face. She's so cute. She's actually not my personal horse. That's a friend of mine out of a nice Zangershide mare. And then we've got two more. I've got my very first one is on the way. She's probably a week out. I mean, the last one came a little early. So, I mean, who knows? It, she could be here now for all we know. I'm on the radio. We hope. <laughs> so you've got some potentially coming. Where are you keeping these guys? Because they're certainly not in the Wellington Horse Show. They're not at the horse show, but we have, um, they're in Wellington. We have a uh, property wow. that's suitable for babies. Actually, the, mine are at my vet's property, which is here in Wellington. It's, uh, it's actually by Lion Country Safari. And, um, and then the other one, yeah, is actually on the backside of the horse show by 57th Street. So they're, they're right here. They're growing up in prime time. So we, fingers crossed. We got high hopes for them. They're cute. I mean, they really, this little one is just, she's big, straight, friendly. She's just easy going. I mean, she's so big, we'll probably be able to ride her next year. <laughs> okay. Did you say that you've got them at your vet's house? That has to be the biggest peace of mind for a foaling mare, for an owner. Oh my I, can't, God. I can't even imagine. I can't even tell you. And he's great. Those of you that do any work with Left Bank Equine, it's Bill Yerkes. He's awesome. He does the reproductive. He's been watching the mares, the stallions, um, some of the mares allowed for live cover. I had my thoroughbred mare said absolutely not, and they were turned out together, so she was done AI. Um, but if he's handling it all. I can't even tell you. I'm so appreciative. Bill Yerkes, is, he is, he's the man in my book. That's fantastic. What, what a great peace of mind. Uh, so how is, uh, how's your baby stallion? Now, you, for those who, who don't know, you have this spectacular Black stallion, he's like what little girls dream of. I could almost just see Pegasus wings on him or a unicorn horn or something. He's so cute. And he jumps a cross rail like it's a four-foot oxer. Talk about him a little bit. How's he doing? No, he does. <clears throat> he does not disappoint. You put him to the jumps, and he he's unbelievable. He jumps so special. And uh, for me, you know, I love I'm, – I'm interested in the breeding aspect of it, and I owned and rode and competed his mother um, up to Young Riders and some small Grand Prix, and a few other people did as well. She was, she was great, and she was like that. She was hard, kind of hard to ride but very special um, and compliant, you know, not, not terrible. But, um, but anyway, she was, she was a little temperamental. 
but uh, and he's he looks just like his mother. He jumps just like her. He's brave. He's I mean he's really really he's a cool dude to the jumps. He's just he's fresh. He is a stallion, and it is springtime, so we're managing <laughs> our manners a little bit before we release him into general population. Uh, that the sort of ladies are everywhere yeah, in the springtime. Oh, ready to ready I don't even know him. if he cares. You know he just yells at everybody. He's like a you know cat calling construction workers. Spoken <laughs> <laughs> like a true New Yorker. <laughs> yes, I'm just like, all right, take it down a notch, Flash. Like that's a gelding. In fact, you know who that is. That's your friend. Uh, but no, he's good. He, it's the stallion aspect that we're just we're working on the manners. But no, he's really coming along the jumping. He's going to be fun. I can't wait to show him. Yeah, absolutely. And I th- I think we talked earlier and you said just because I stay on doesn't mean that we had a whole lot of fun. So I get it. I get it, girl. That yeah, is, that you is- know, because you're doing baby horses, too. You're just like, okay, I mean, just because you're riding through it and you finish the session doesn't mean that, you know, this is positive. We're making progress in the direction we need to be going. It maybe yeah. means other things. But, uh, absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we need that to be it's a, a process. Just because I stayed on doesn't mean we made progress. <laughs> Yeah, it's so true, yes, but totally. oh my gosh, yeah, you're doing it. The you know. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I, I got a Mustang for those who uh, are, don't listen to uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I got a Mustang a couple weeks ago, well, a week and a half ago, really. So I'm having a whole lot of fun with that. And I I, I can't say it'll be the first, but I want to have one of the first eventing Mustangs. I, I think oh. that he's just born for that job and when I when I told them what he uh, the people that I adopted the BLM people I, what he was going to do they're like oh my gosh he's perfect for that and I was surprised that the BLM even knew what eventing was but maybe they just say that to everybody <laughs> I don't know that's exactly <laughs> what it is oh, I got a quick wow. question about Thor <laughs> yeah okay. there you go was was Thor born in captivity or was he um, brought in from the range do you know. He was he was brought in from the range. He was herded via helicopter into a chute. Yeah, I mean it's just it, it just makes you realize that and with your horses too, being in that show environment, you just want to go hug them because my gosh, they're so adjustable. It's like they just accept the reality with which they are presented. And he is like settling in. He's it's like his the little paint horse is his friends now, and they get turned out together, and they're super friends. And he just really. I mean, this horse was totally wild and then was herded into a chute, thrown into a trailer, taken to this prison, and I, I, I got one of the prison-trained Mustangs. He had 120 days at the prison with an inmate who doesn't train horses. And then he was put into a trailer and taken to my house. And he's like, okay. I mean, they're just it just makes you love horses even more because yeah. you, how many of us have had a horse that came from a off the track guys or a horse that you know just getting them started and they've never seen anything and they're like they try for you. It's really a beautiful thing to watch and I'm super ex- excited about him. But just the whole mentality of horses it just makes you appreciate them and and how they appreciate you. And I know you're struggling with the stallion being a stallion, but you you know I mean. <laughs> You'll figure it out, and look at high heels. Look at your mare. I mean, she, I, I watched her videos on, on Facebook. I'm like, God, she just, like, kicks around these. How big are those fences? And she just 
okay, I'll just go gallop and jump it. No problem. She does. No, she's really cool. And it, and it is. And a lot of it's the age, too. Like the little guy, the stallion, okay, he's four and a half. You know, I have to cut him some slack. He's just trying to figure out how to behave himself on the stallion side of things. But, yeah, and then the mare, High Heels, <clears throat> she's now 14 this year. She's been around the block. That's an experienced show mare. And, uh, it, it, you, yeah, I mean, I get it because I'm dealing with two ends of the spectrum. Age-wise, you have such an appreciation for the animals, what they can do, like you're saying, how they, how adaptable they are. And uh, and it, it is, you, you need to have, I think, if you're going to do baby horses, like real, real babies, like saddle breaking and the kinds of things that we're doing, I think you also need to have somebody that's a little bit older on the <laughs> string. So you can go in the ring and be like, oh, that's right. I pushed the buttons and it happened. Like, yeah, crazy. <laughs> I am so actually crazy. working towards something. There's a yeah, goal. Like, <laughs> giving, delivering requests and they're happening, like, yeah. fast. But, no, Absolutely. it's cool. I feeling appreciative too to have have the horses on on the different ends of the spectrum and for you too I mean that's what you've got right with your older not so old I mean your your thoroughbred horse is not so old but he's showing at least yeah no I will and I just recently found that sold my my kind of higher level event horse and he actually is being boarded at my house which is awesome so he's going to actually he really appreciated the hunter lifestyle a little bit more than the eventing lifestyle. And so I sold him as a hunter jumper and he is, couldn't be happier with this young 20 something girl. She's going to take him and show him everywhere. And, and so I've got the, the most recent, uh, he's been off the track for two years, but I got him. And then like a week later got pregnant. So he's a little behind in his training, but he is showing now he's doing the novice level horse trials and, uh, and fun. then I've got the, the Mustang, so it's it's you, you yep, know the, you got them all busy, yeah <laughs> totally totally you've got a little bit of everything there that's like me yeah and and, and uh, you're right uh, you got to have that older kind of sane one that goes oh okay this is why I do it absolutely yeah <laughs> I appreciate totally. you <laughs> totally well we're when, gonna get a, your first guest on here in a second and um, why don't you. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you have something else? No, no, we got to keep cruising. We need our first guest. <laughs> <laughs> and she is ready, so if you want to introduce <sighs> Jennifer Wood. So we have Jennifer Wood herself from Jennifer Wood Media. She is bringing us the news from Wellington. Welcome, Jennifer, back to the show. Thanks. Nice to be back. Yeah, we just got to see you, well, Glenn and I did in person. We did our um, live broadcast from Wellington, ringside. That was awesome. That was so much fun. Jealous. Oh, yeah, I'm so glad you guys had good weather, too. It was so good. You guys are kicking it in the VI, in the in the media tent, I got to say. I mean, you're, like, front and center. Like, it was the best seat in the house. I mean, it's awesome. That was fun. That was yeah. very fun. We're so, anyways, so Jennifer is here. She's bringing us our news, our, our current events. What do you have for us? What's happening? Well, we are about to start week nine of 12, so we're kind of in the home stretch of WAF, which is uh, exciting as well because we're coming up on um, some of our biggest weeks. Um, Last week was Nations Cup week, which is always crazy and exciting and fun, and uh, the United States took a total sweep of all Nations Cups, which was really fun. Friday night, they won the Senior Nations Cup, which was presented by Kingsland Equestrian. And then on Saturday and Sunday, uh, we had the Nations Cups for the Children's Juniors and Young Riders, which are by Hollow Creek Farm, and the U.S. won all three, and it was really cool. 
That is amazing. Yeah, they were every, yeah. every time you looked up. That's so great. We got good horses, good riders. Um, and you're right, it is crazy. It just becomes a madhouse over there, just packed. Yeah, it's really fun to see, you know, people. I mean, there's languages being spoken, different languages being spoken everywhere. There's flags flying everywhere. It's just a really fun international week, and especially with all the kids that come in um, for this event. You know, some of them, this is the only week they show it West. They just get flown in for this special class, and it's a really big deal for them, and it's exciting. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because just kind of knowing uh, some of the kids out there, I did recognize a few faces, but I know uh, Winter in Ocala and some other places. So um, you think there's a pretty good percentage of people that come that that week that it does our numbers definitely grow. Yeah, I mean, I know there's a lot of kids. Excuse me, my cold is catching up with me. Um, Um, (laughs) You know, a lot of kids like from – Brazil, Colombia, Venezuela, Argentina, um, that are on these teams that don't show at West normally. They just come for the week. Um, Hollow Creek Farm is incredibly generous in helping provide airfare for them and their horses, and they get to compete in this team event, which, you know, for even for senior Nations Cup riders would be a big deal, but for these kids that are, you know, anywhere from ages... 12 to 21, um, it's quite an opportunity for them. Yeah, it really is. It's uh, And you can feel it over there. I mean, it's it's significantly louder. I'll tell you, I I stay this season, I'm staying at my mom's house over in the equestrian club, and I can hear, like, the loudspeakers, like, all the time. And it is way louder on Nations Cup night. I'm telling you, you can hear, like, roar. I mean, it's it's wild. But that's fine. Yeah. It's good for the sport, you know, the spectators, and you've got people coming for the events. So we've got new customers coming into the area for a couple of weeks. Um, it's great. It's good. It was very fun to uh, participate in that. Yeah. And um, after that, now we're moving into our next five-star week, which is the World Cup uh, qualifier this Saturday night as well, um, which will be a big deal for a lot of the riders, you know, trying to especially the American riders that want to go to Las Vegas in April for the finals. Um, You know, this is one of their last chances to get some points. It is. This is a big week. So you guys live stream. It's Saturday night, right? Yep. We'll be live streaming. Since it's a five-star, we'll live stream the WEF Challenge Cup on Thursday. Uh, We'll do Friday night dressage. Uh, It's also a World Cup week at dressage over at the Atacorn Global Dressage Festival. We'll do Saturday night's World Cup qualifier presented by Douglas Elliman and then Sunday's uh, Suncast Meter 50 class. Nice. Well, those are lots of fun, the live streams. You get to see the top horses compete. And this is a week, if you guys haven't checked it out or, you know, maybe you have, but this is is the week to look. You've got these five-star classes. Um, The dressage is... They're they're going over there. Um, It's really... These are definitely some classes that you want to live stream. Very cool. Well, man, we're kind of wrapping it up here, I guess, on WEF. We're already in week nine. It's crazy. I know. Hard to believe how quick it goes. It is. It really is. But that's good. Well, we will, we'll just have to, uh, we'll just have to stay, stay in touch on these, these big classes because this is exciting. We have a few S equestrian riders showing in them. So I'm always uh, partial to our riders. We had um, uh, for the CSI week last week, we had one of our, 
As equestrian riders, Kevin Babington was the highest-ranked rider, which was awesome. Um, you can check out his picture on Facebook, always wearing his S shirt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was very cool. And we got a couple of other riders in there, so uh, we'll be checking it out. But um, I guess that kind of gives you the, the lowdown on what's happening in Wellington, so we will check back in with you, Jen, next, uh, next month for our update. All right. Thank you Great. so much. We'll talk to you soon, yeah, Jen. thanks for having me. Okay, thank you. Jam-packed. So many, uh, <laughs> so many classes. You guys got to check the live streams. Those are fun classes to watch. And even if and they have replays. We, of, where would we find the live streams? You can get them on um, USCF website. Uh, okay. And there's, we post them on Facebook. Jennifer Wood Media actually posts their link as well. Um, but okay. you guys check them out. They're lots of fun. And the fact that they're doing the dressage is so cool, too. Um, Absolutely. You know, no, that was, she said that was in a different arena. Is that considerably far away, or is it just a short walk for you guys? It's Well, I mean, it's a different complex. It's kind of across the street. So, uh, okay. you you know, you would drive there. You, I mean, it's <clears throat> it's close. It's very close, but, but it's not actually connected. You probably couldn't ride there. Okay. But, um the like I honestly I mean I'm like right here so I have no excuse I should go and watch every class I end up live streaming a lot of them because it's uh it just gets so packed and uh the other night for gosh Nations Cup towards the end it started to get a little rainy I admit I ran back to live stream so it's I think it's a great tool and you can keep up with these big classes and really see what's going on out there and like Jen said I mean we've got jam-packed so many of these top classes on both facilities have over the past few weeks and then continuing I can't believe we're already in week nine but uh you guys check them out they are fun to watch absolutely that's fun and and you go over and and uh, check out some of the dressage and and report back and tell us how that was because I, I, I assume know. after watching like Grand Prix show jumping dressage can get pretty boring but the upper level dressage can be pretty fun I th- you know I think it's really fun to watch um they have like the freestyle they actually had set us oh, up yeah. for um the, that's fun we did uh the the trade show uh um ESP put on a trade show for market for marketing uh manufacturers new products things like that to get access into the market it was awesome which is actually where we met our I met our next guest but um, they set us up over there at Global for the freestyle. So you, we got to be right right there, you know, front and center. And for those big classes, it's so worth it. I mean, you go watch these top horses, and they're not as many. Like, I can't remember uh, how many how many entries they had in that class, but it's it's not any, like, you know, 50, 60, like we're watching over there and show jumping. I and mean, we have some big, long classes over there. Is it? Okay. So when you get up in the morning and you're like, oh, I've got a class today, um, do you just plan on riding like, you know, I always feel like the, the, the jumper shows and the hunter shows are hurry up and wait. Is it still that way at your level or do you kind of have a better idea of when you're going to ride? I mean, there is, there's this really great um, uh, software that we use. It's like an app. You can get it or you can just go online, the Showgrounds Live website. And you, it gives you live sort of up-to-date um, calculations of when the classes are going and exactly like what horses in the ring, how many have gone, and it'll give you kind of an estimate of the you're time kidding. frame that you're looking at. 
I mean, it's pretty high tech, but like the reality is like, it definitely doesn't go like that. I mean, like you get down there and you're like, okay, well, you like, okay, 20, 30 minutes, like it matters. That's a big swing. If you're going to go be standing out in the hot sun and the culture down here has grown very much to be, uh, you're, you are getting shippings, you're getting people with stalls and stuff, but there's a lot of people that get barns that are, you know, 15, 20 minutes or so hack on. So you end up really trying to cut it close and uh, it's, I mean, it, it, it's challenging. I think it's easier when you have a big, a bigger staff for me as just sort of the one-man show without the husband. He's riding in Italy, giving him a shout-out, appreciating all that he did because it is a very big job to enter, get down there, time it. So it's, I use that website regularly. We'll see. I've got all the horses showing um, uh, this week. So this is going to be the real test. You can uh, keep track on Facebook if I'm successful or not making my classes. <laughs> So um, let's talk a little bit about your husband. Why is he in Italy? Tell me more. I need to know. Well, he, we were riders. You know, that's sort of our passion. Okay, I'm doing the clothing line and the breeding. I've got a great passion for that as well. But first and foremost, we're riders. We're riding. You know, we have aspirations in the ring. So he has um, had an opportunity present itself where he could go and ride for um, – for a uh, breeder over in Italy. It's like an hour and a half south of Rome, and this guy is actually the vet for the Italian team. So he's well-connected, but this is his private breeding operation. So he's got everything. He's got some young horses, some older horses, um, and he has uh, a couple this season that he needs to start showing in some bigger classes, like a a legit uh, Grand Prix horse as well. So anyways... He was like, he's always wanted to ride in Europe. He always wanted to do it. Um, So when this happened, we're like, this is kind of crazy, but, you know, take it, do it. So he went over there. So that's that's how I got uh, on the, uh, that's how I got on the gray mare when I got her back because he was shining the gray mare. So a little bit of sort of like a new new pony. And if, yeah, exactly. Everyone was like, I mean, if your husband's going to like, go on basically a riding vacation, he should give you a pony, like keep you busy. So I got a pony out of the deal. Nice. And you got a pretty, pretty nice one out of that. So how long is he going to be over there? Um, I don't know. It's sort of like, he's been over there six weeks now. So he is sort of, I know it's crazy, but um, I mean, your husband travels, so you know, kind of the deal. It's uh, it's definitely interesting, but um, he he's just sort of getting a handle on all the horses, kind of what what they are, what they need to do, because he's like you know, like you and I are doing. He's got baby horses that are just getting under tack and starting to show or not show, you know, getting under tack, and then he's got middle-aged horses that are going to show, and then he's got a couple of these older ones. So I think he's trying to just sort out the herd, and and the idea is that they would be for sale. Um, a lot of them are for sale. He's a breeder, and he's breeding for sale and for sport. So he's uh, he's been taking videos and cataloging, and we'll see. I mean, a couple of them are really cool, and uh, he's got nice nice breeding stock. So we'll see. It is it's very interesting though. It's uh, it's got to be a real trip for him over there because he doesn't speak uh, Italian. You know, he speaks Spanish fluently, and the his um, <laughs> his uh, Paulo the Paulo Pastorini is the uh, is the breeder, and he. Um, he speaks a little bit of Spanish, although he's Italian. So the two of them are like speaking Spanish together <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and, and I, you know, most people who are in the horse world over here know at least a little 
uh, barn Spanish. You know, like you can you can ask, you know, whore, you can say the word horse and clean and, you know, bucket right. and all that kind of stuff. So you do have a little bit of basics, but I don't know if they do that over there. I mean, that's interesting. I know. That he, no, have it, no I, it's totally you know, different. Yeah, that's absolutely. So when, the, the nice, what now? I was going to say, when is he going to come home? Do you have any idea? Well, I don't know. I think I'll probably fly over there next, but um, he'll. Yeah. We're, we're, it's it's a little bit. It's kind of like new, so we're we're kind of playing it by ear a little bit. And um, I mean, I'm very busy here. I've got the babies on the way. One already dropped. The next one's coming. We think next week. Um, I've got the mare showing. My mom's showing, keeping her horse going. Then of course the baby stallion, who is quite a little handful right now. So uh, I'm I'm busy. I'm busy. Oh, and then the clothing line. You don't want to forget the clothing line. <laughs> yeah, our sponsor, uh, sponsor Esquestrian. But um, our so, but I mean that's. But what's amazing is is that you just can go over there and visit him in Italy. What a great opportunity! And I I got to go to Italy one time. That's where my uh, now husband proposed. He took this Aww, big romantic I didn't trip. Know that. Yeah, he proposed in Rome, and and uh, it, it, I've never ate better, eaten better. I don't know what the word is. I, I've never had such good food as I did in Italy. And your husband, as you. much as he's working, he's going to come home at least 10 pounds heavier, guaranteed. So funny. It's, you know, he says the food's amazing, and um, and he he actually is gluten free, and so he really, oh god, I mean, really seriously stays away from anything wheat, anything in the states. I mean, he'll have a bad reaction, but he's like, I mean, he's in Italy, and like, there's not much choice. He's like eating pasta and everything. He's totally fine though. <laughs> I don't know if this proves this uh, this sort of you know discrepancy people are having about the different qualities of wheat all over the world but uh he uh-huh. he's been fine and he is eating pasta oh my god i'm hungry just thinking Real about deep. it walking around it is street beautiful. of rome they have like pizza stands and you're like yeah sure let me have a slice of arugula pizza and then they're like oh, oh would you god. like you know some ice cream which they it's not ice cream it's <laughs> gelato oh right. my god there's gelato stands every i'm starving to death can you tell that um, oh I'm, my god uh, <clears throat> Yeah, once you go over, you're it's never going to come back. It's practically lunchtime already now. You get up so early. <laughs> I know. That's I know. how I'm well, feeling. Um, so back to talking about the stallion thing. I'm curious to know, is, is are there a lot of stallions that show in the, in the, in the show jumpers, or are you going to be an anomaly with your stallion? No, there are so many, and it really didn't used to be this way. Um, I, I feel like even like, 10 years ago, I, we had, Eric and I had a stallion. Our first stallion that we had um, was about 11 years ago now. And uh, we had that one. We imported it as a five-year-old and um, got it approved, Holsteiner in the States. And it showed, and we developed it, and both of us showed it. it ended up, we ended up developing it up to, it, it did some small Grand Prix as, as like a seven-year-old. Um, and at that time, there was like no stallions in the ring. It felt like, I mean, we were out showing, we were on the horse show circuit and it just didn't, there weren't that many. And now, I mean, they're just all over. I think a lot of the domestic breeding is, is, uh, you know, taking effect. People are maybe, you know, deciding to not geld or they're, they're buying them as stallions in Europe and seeing other stallions that are manageable. There's a lot of very manageable stallions out there. They're kind of either are or they aren't. It's a little bit a temperament thing, and I think you don't always know until the hormone, hormones start to kick in. 
But um, mm-hmm. that first stallion I had, he was a little bit difficult, but he could compete and show and stuff. I had to watch him in the barn. We had to build up the stalls a little bit because he would um, like to climb over and take a peek at his neighbor, which nobody <laughs> likes <laughs> when that neighbor's in another barn, another group. They're like, your horse is harassing my horse. Anyways, um, but then you get like super, super easy ones. I've had stallions that were like literally only used as breeding stallions until they're six or seven years old. They show up at the horse show to start their first season of competing training and they're just like whatever they're just chill they're easy so it's it's hormonal it's case by case there's all kinds of little you know tricks or tools that you can use to help um you know they're very smell oriented so i use vicks vapor rub on the nose whenever we go out he doesn't smell that's nice it just cuts out the smell and so you can lose that component um, people like, huh. you know, a lot of people use the stud chains, um, which it's a little bit rough. I'll take like a bungee. You can buy those like six inch bungees at Home Depot and hook them to either side of the halter D ring and use it as like a, a gum, um, pressure. So it's mm-hmm. like not a chain, like you're not going to hurt them, but you can totally just put it on on cross ties and they're not going to bite or, you know, the testosterone, it just makes them behave a little differently. They like to bite, they like to nip, you know, so you, Eh, yeah. You know, it's they're all different. They're just all different. And for me, I love the, the breeding side of things. I've got a, a real passion for it. I want to be able to deliver good quality, supple-minded horses to the market. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, that's temperament. So we'll we'll see because let it be known. If we're, if we're a handful, you'll be gelded. Hey, I'm letting all you, all you gentlemen out there know, she will come and cut you if you are bad. <laughs> just, <laughs> all just you let, horses. Let it be known. Just let I mean, it that's the way it should be, though. They need oh, to be yeah, easy absolutely. because a lot of them are easy. And if they're not, then they, you know, then the animal's probably not totally happy either. So it's it's in the best interest of, of the animal, really, quality of life. So, But it's people well, need to use discernment. Well, absolutely. And one of my favorite racehorses is a horse named Wise Dan. And, and, and kind of my breeding background comes from the thoroughbred world. And uh, he is this amazing, I mean, he's won like $8 million. He's just incredible. And he is a gelding. And my husband said to me, he was like, can you imagine how much better he'd be if he was a stallion? And I was like, he probably wouldn't have won a race if he was a stallion. There's a reason that they geld these horses. Yeah. Nobody wants to geld it's a racehorse. But if you do, you are definitely a handful and probably wouldn't have been, been anything without it. So sometimes That's you're right. It's, it's brain surgery. It, it totally is because it, it ends up translating into the ring because the their, their, you know, testosterone is making them, like, look around and they want to see the other horses and they're trying to keep track of the herd. And, like, that translates into rails in the ring, you know, somebody that's going to pull up by the end gate or something. You know, it's a behavior that, that it does. It, it it's carry Even if you can handle them in the barn, it will carry over into the competition life if they are really peaked like that. So, no, I think right. you use discernment and gelding is always, uh, it's it can be in the best interest of the animal depending on how they handle it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, our next guest, Julie Burton, is ready. Why don't you introduce Julie and tell us a little bit about the Thrive Wellness System. So this is exciting. I was really, really psyched to get Miss Julie Burton on because she's a friend of mine. She has introduced me to the Thrive System, and I think this is something that will relate with to everybody, uh, no matter what you're doing. So welcome to the show, Julie. Oh, I don't have her alive yet. Hold Uh-oh. on. There we go. Okay. It's thinking. Sorry, our system for the past couple of days 
the past couple of days have been pretty brutal. There she is. Julie's here. Yay. Welcome to the show, Julie. Hi. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Thanks so much for agreeing to join us. This is going to be good. Good info. Uh, yeah, oh, no. I'm so excited about it and so excited to let everybody know about Thrive and what a great product it is and how much it can help people. Um, oh, Emily's totally. been, been using the product for a while. Um but it, it the biggest thing it helps with, it, it's it's such an easy, easy system. There's three parts to it and twenty minutes in the morning and you're done for the day. It's not something that you have to remember to take pills throughout the day to keep your energy going. You wake up in the morning, you take one or two pills before your feet hit the floor. Twenty minutes later you make your lifestyle mix shake and drink it. And then we have a dermal transfusion patch you put on at that same time. And you're good to go for the day. It it, it helps with clarity. It helps with energy. Um, I it it keeps you going. Get more horses ridden. <laughs> it it really does. Around. And you don't it's feel great. like you don't feel jittery. You know, like sometimes my brother's a real vitamin buff. So he was like, I was like, hey John, you know, you got to read all these ingredients and tell me what you think. And he was really impressed. He said, you know, this is all a lot of really good stuff. Um, and it 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 doesn't it's. It is going to give you energy, but it's not going to make you jittery. You just feel good. You feel, you know, just healthy and awake. Um, the shakes taste amazing. They, uh, they're, they're just, they're so good because there's like no sugar in them. I'm like really serious with my sugar intake. I don't really want to have any sugar in my diet. And uh, that, I was so surprised that it tasted so good. And I was <laughs> like, okay, there's like two grams of sugar in here. I'm shocked. But it, tell tell us about sort of the the, the science behind it. You know the the patch. People are probably like, what you know, what the patch shakes all this stuff. So, to tell us about the sort of science behind it. It's for women and men. There's two different systems, right? Right. We have a formula for women and a formula for men, and and they're very similar. The men's have just a little more stronger concentration of the vitamins. And the nice thing about it is they have worked so hard before they even release this to the company that they it's made in the U.S. and their primary goal is finding the purest ingredients. They're they're very very quality concerned and controlled because that's what they say. They say you know we want it to be a good product and a healthy product for everybody. It's everything that can be organic is, but it is all natural sources of the vitamins that your body is missing and can't get, you know, in all the processed foods and everything that we eat. So what it really is doing is it's replacing what your body is missing. Um, and then, like, like Emily was saying, the patch is such a cool thing. It's dermal transfusion. So the vitamins in the products are infused into the patch so it time releases through your system. And you place it on a part of your body on lean muscle so it transfers through to your body. But another great thing about the patch is it's infused with white willow bark, which is a natural anti-inflammatory because the whole system together helps with your aches and pains as it is. But the cool thing about the patch is say your knees are bothering you, your back is bothering you, your foot is bothering you. You can actually place the patch on that part of your body and it still gives your whole body the the vitamins and everything throughout the day, but it also gives a stronger burst of the white willow bark right to that area and helps to take the inflammation away. 
and and it it works as a pain reliever, you know, by halfway through the day you're like, "Wow, I can walk normal on my knee again." You, you know, it you really I've had people try it and they're like, "This is there's no way it's going to help my back. It's no way it's going to help my hip." And they call me that evening and they're like, "I cannot believe, you know, it's the first time my hip's been pain-free." you know, in a year. And, and it is one of those products, it can work differently with everybody because everybody is lacking in different areas of their nutrition. So some people, it can take, some people can notice the difference the very same day, some people three days, some people a week. But if you'll stick with it, you will notice a difference because it, it does help transform what your body's missing. Oh yeah, no, I felt yeah. the difference right away, um, and I've actually, well, you know, I've I've signed a few other people up because I've handed out a few yeah. books here and there. You know, people really like it. Mainly my family. People are in the house and they're like, "Can I try one?" Or I'm handing it to my little brother, you know, my sister-in-law. But people really like them, all different ages, and um, I just, I don't, you just really feel good. I like I'm saying with my blood sugar, that's a factor for me. I. I have diabetes runs in my family. I try to stay away from it. If I eat too much sugar, um, my blood sugar gets way out of whack. And uh, even kind of like in between meals, I can get a little shaky and kind of just not feeling good, which the reality is, is I'm like, you know, might be stuck up at the ring for five hours. Like I can't really have that right. be something that I'm, that I'm managing all the time. And this, uh, the, between the capsule and then the shake in the morning like that, I use the patch too, but I, I use it on my, uh, my ribs because I've got that rib injury. Um, but it totally, totally keeps me going. I'm not as hungry. My blood sugar is not out of whack because people can use it two ways, right, Julie? You can use it as an additional yes. supplement then for, for weight loss. Is that right? Well, you can. And, and you know, some people think, you know, we, we've, I, I've tried to be clear with people because some people think, oh, I'm going to take this and I'm going to lose weight. What it does is it gives you, it gives you the help to lose weight. It makes you want to go, you know, exercise or get on the treadmill or work out at the gym or ride the extra horse or help clean the stalls. It, you know, it, like anything, you can't just take the product and sit on your couch and think you're going to lose weight because that's just not realistic. Um, but if you're using the product, you will notice the difference where you're more motivated because it's replacing what your body is missing vitamin-wise, you don't have the bad cravings anymore. That's what I notice the most. I'm not craving the chocolate and the junk food as much, you know, like when you, you don't hit that mid-afternoon slump where you're tired mm -hmm. and want to eat anything you come across. You know, it, 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 oh, totally. it helps you to be more aware and healthy. I think, you know, but like I said, it reacts differently to everybody. You know, there's lots of people that have used it as a weight loss, you know, and other people use it just to maintain and build lean muscle. So it, it can be used both ways, exactly. Yeah, because it has some protein, right? The shake has protein, oh, yeah. if I remember correctly. I, like, I personally use the breakfast, like for breakfast is my shake, but there are other people that drink the shake and eat a breakfast, you know, the people that aren't trying right. to, you know, replace meals and, and everything. So, but it, I think the shake is filling and it tastes great. It tastes so good. I really couldn't believe it. I had the first one and I was like, oh, that sucks. It's going to be filled with sugar because it just tastes so good. And I looked at the back, I'm like, right. oh my gosh, this is 
great. This is doable. And so for me, I was talking earlier about um, about my husband being gluten-free, and so I had ended up getting on a gluten-free diet, and it does uh, agree with me, so I was psyched to see that these are also gluten-free. Exactly. And then we actually have the additional line as well, like the the pill, the lifestyle shake, and the patch is the main line. And then the additional line is we have we have the boost, which people really, really seem to like. I love it. It's a greens replacement drink. And people love it because they're like, oh, my gosh, I don't have to, you know, do my greens in the blender anymore. I can just put it in a bottle and shake it up with water or juice and be good. And, and that replaces 21 of your fruit and vegetables that you don't normally get. And then we have another drink called the Activate, which I compare it to like replacing, it's like a good-for-you Red Bull. Um, it, it helps with energy. But same thing, it's not like a jittery-type energy. You kind of drink it, and like in 20 minutes you're like, oh, I'm not tired anymore. You don't get the jitters. Like I can't drink Red Bull. Like my heart rate. Oh, my, I was just going to say, and I used to have a little Red yeah. Bull habit. <laughs> and it was, oh you feel God. bad, you know, and then after you feel bad, but sometimes you just really need that boost. So you're like, whatever, you know, you pay the price. But this, I mean, you just feel healthy. Yeah, exactly. And the Activate is great because it's not like, it's the whole product line is not about like highs and lows. You know, like if you drink a Red Bull and you get your like zooming for a little while and then you crash, this is all right. about staying level, you know, and and keeping yep. you sustained through the day. And the best thing that I love about it too is, you know, all this energy and stuff and it has helped me sleep better because I was like a borderline insomniac. Now I lay down and I fall asleep. I'm out. So that's fantastic. A lot of people have that same reaction. That's great. I, I, that yeah. leads me to my next, uh, my, my question, which was, is this something good for kids? And the idea of my child sleeping better is very, very tantalizing. <laughs> so is this, right. uh, number one, I'm vegan and my son just needs, you know, he's almost two and it's, you know, you can't get a green vegetable down their mouth. So uh, something that tastes good that replaces greens, is this something that would be safe for a two-year-old and is it the, vegan for me? The boost, and the boost, what they say with the boost is the only thing you have to be careful for the kids with the boost is it does contain, it is a lot of fiber for their system because it is the vegetables and, and, the, and that concentrated in there. So, like, my daughter is four, and I give her, like, a hat, and she loves it. Like, she wants all of mine, like, when she sees me mixing it up. And I give her, like, a half, like, every one or two days, and I've had no problems. Um, okay. The the other, you know, the, the pills and the shake and that kind of stuff, the shakes are, are okay. Like, my 13-year-old will drink those, and he's very sports-oriented. But the pills and this and that are really for, you know, like, 16 and over, you know, unless right. it's a special, special type situation, you know, most kids don't need, you know, extra energy. <laughs> yeah, um, shake sounds the good. Is, the, the boost is, is pretty much, you know, no age restriction on that. Fantastic. Wow. And, and vegan, are they vegan? Can you make them vegan? Um, They are, they are, oh, I should know this. It's. Um, I'm trying to think what the what's the difference between vegan. So vegan is just no milk or egg products in it. Okay, so I think it it's does soy, isn't it? 
it's it is soy, but the there is some milk product in the shake, so they are not vegan. They're um, like vegetarian is fine, but okay. vegan there is some milk product in the shake. Gotcha. But, well, you know, it's a small it's, amount. I mean, we even have some people that are lactose intolerant that don't have a problem with it. Okay. Wow. Um, oh, but that's just the so, way Jamie. The you could do the patch and the capsule and the boost, Pills. but then maybe yeah. not the shake. And then Lucas, my son, can yeah. do the shake. That sounds great. I mean, I'm I'm all about anything to get him something green. <laughs> so this is great. Oh, exactly. I'm to look in. So what is the website we can all go to to find out more? Yep, the website you can go to, and there's a great video when you start on it. And I'm going to send you to it's Emily's site. And the website is E-C-E Thrive. T H R I V E S dot L E dash V E L dot com. All right. We will post and this on our Horses in the Morning Facebook page too if anybody yeah. needs to refer to it's that later so on. Yeah, and there's a great really video great when you product. come on. And then I'm, there's also a 24 hour pre recorded call that's done by both CEOs. And it's like five minutes, and it tells about the company and the products, and it tells more about how the company's how the product is made. Sorry, um, and I can give you that phone number as well if you want to post it on the site. It's five three zero. Okay, it's five three zero eight eight one one four nine nine, and the pin number is one three seven. Nine zero seven pound. Awesome. Well, you guys check it out. So Julie, thank you so much for coming on, letting everybody know oh, about this so awesome welcome. product. It's great. Thank you. It's really Enjoy. great. Um, really appreciate you getting me started too, because I can't tell you what a difference it's really made. And uh, <laughs> I'm sensitive. I can't have too much caffeine. I can't have too much sugar. Like I just don't feel good. And uh, this stuff's the real deal. We love it. So thank you so much. We'll check in with you soon, Julie. Okay, thank you guys. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye, you Bye. too. Awesome. So Jamie, you can have some of it at least. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh but, but again, you know, you uh, just looking at all the products, there's there's definitely things for everybody, but also, you know, thinking about keeping my husband a little healthier. To, he's not vegan, so getting a greens replacer that he and my son can I, I don't have a problem eating greens. I'll, I'll eat spinach all day. I don't care. But to get yeah, either one of them the to get their veggies, this is awesome. What a great idea. I'm and on they do taste good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're wasting no time. It's, it's yeah. the real deal, i got to tell you. It really tastes good, too. I didn't reorder the, um, the greens boost uh, drink because I do, like you, I eat so many vegetables anyways, but it tastes great. I've got the patch and the shakes and the capsules, but uh, yeah, no, they're they're great. So so, anyways, we we're gonna keep it moving here. Um, next, we have one of my favorite guests returning, Miss Gigi, our pony star, and she is going to bring us some training tips because she had a very big week. She's gonna tell us about actually not just a big week. It was, gosh, a big circuit. She's just this is her first Wellington circuit, and she has moved up out of the short stirrup, which those of you know is sort of your entry level class for the kitties, and she is now doing the division ponies. So good morning, Gigi. Welcome back to the show. Hi. Hi, cutie. 
I'm so glad that they pulled you out of school to do live. It's so exciting. Did your teacher, was she like, what, you're going to be on the radio? <laughs> no, not really. No? Did you tell her? Did you tell your friends? No. No? You're keeping it quiet? You're not going to tell anybody? Maybe afterwards. No? Afterwards, okay. All right. Well, you, Little Missy, have just been rocking it out there at the horse show. Um, first, not everybody knows who you are, so first, can you tell everybody how old you are? I'm eight years old. Eight years old and a pony star. How many ponies do you ride a day? Two. Two? You ride more than that the days that I've been there. Maybe yeah. these last couple of days. Maybe showing. Are you showing, too? Yes. Who are you showing? Luna and BFF. Luna and BFF. So I know Luna because I know you very well, and you and Luna have a great relationship. You've shown that pony for quite a while, I think, in the short stirrup, right? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, she says. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> um, and now you're doing BFF. Um, so tell me, how has your experience gone in the pony ring? Because you, I know very well, because I was helping you with the ring a bit, and I see you out there on Facebook and at the show, but you were showing in the short stirrup, and you made a big move. So tell us about what it's been like for you to make this move into the division ponies, which so many kids dream of. Oh, my gosh, this is a huge step. How, how is it? What, what kind of advice can you offer to people? How has your experience been? Um, it's been fun and challenging. Yeah? Tell me. How has it been? Of course it's fun because you love riding. This this little girl has a smile on her face all the time. She does Aww. silly things like around the world and lays down on the back of the pony at the show ring. Uh, <laughs> but why Aww. has it been challenging, Gigi? It's been challenging because there's a lot of experience, other um, kids who've been doing this for a long time, and it's kind of new for me. It is new because you moved up, would you say, three weeks ago? Is that right? Yes. This is new. From what to what? And from short stirrup, mm-hmm. right, Gigi? You were doing short stirrup, and then now we're doing the small division ponies. Is that right? Um, It's the children's, and um, the jumps are two feet high. That's big. That's a big move. Oxers, too? And um, you have to stay um, nice, straight, nicely straight in the lines, and you have to get a lead change, and you can't trot in front of the jumps. They don't like that in the children's. They do not want trotting in front of the jumps. So tell uh-huh. me, how important is it about your, your straightness and, and the strides? Are the strides different in the in the children's compared to short strides? Yes. yes. Um, the strides are... Um, seven for the outside line and then eight for the diagonal, but for the medium, it's um, six for the um, outside lines and um, seven for the diagonal. So you've got to remember the numbers. We can't trot in front of the jumps. How about those lead changes? Tell me about those. Have those been challenging? Um, Yeah, you have to really step out or else you're out for um, the that um, part of the show. Then they'll miss because they're very, um, they're really tough on you, huh? The judging? Yeah. 
so what do you think? Do you like it? Do you like uh, moving up into the into the children's? You've got some ribbons. Yes, I also did. I also did a classic and got ninth place in it with BFF. Did you really? Oh, congratulations! I didn't see that one. I missed that post on Facebook. That is awesome. Was that your first classic? Yes. Oh my goodness, he's a good pony, huh? You like him? Yeah. So he did. Is he? Are you going to show um, this next week? BFF and Luna. Yes, and I might try a new one called Candy. Oh yeah, tell me about Candy. Yeah. Um, she um is very careful and she jumps very high, and once I ro- um jumped a roll top with her and she stopped in front of it, but and I jumped on her neck, but the last time I did it, um, she actually jumped it like as high as possible. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh! So she sounds like lots of fun. So that'll be great. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get to ride her. So what kind of um, what kind of advice would you give people if they're moving up? They have they're going to the next horse show. It's their very first horse show. Moving up a level. It's scary. It's really going to be a lot to to manage all the different things. What would you tell people? What's your word of advice? My word of advice is if you get worried, the the will your pony. So try to stay as calm as you can. I like that. That's a good one. That's great. Just keep it cool. Moving up, it's hard on everybody, and you just have to focus on your partnership with your horse and not get nervous. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Gigi, for joining us. I'm psyched we got to pull you out of school. I love talking to you, and you're just so cute on the radio. So you've got to get back in there, though. Get back to school. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Thank Bye, you. Bye, Gigi. Oh, my God. She's so the cutest cute. thing I've ever heard. So oh. cute. And she's Adorable. so cute in person. And she is. She is. She um, she really rides great. I mean, her mom rode and had top horses um, before she had kids and everything. So she is in the environment. But um, she really rides well. It's really fun. She's taking this big step up and doing some of these children's ponies. And, um, you know, she's eight. She's still a little peanut. Can I ask, too, uh, because there's nothing cuter than a little girl in those little britches with the little straps or, uh, under their knees and the paddock boots. Uh, does she have a little braid with a bow on it? Oh, totally. She has two. She oh. does the pigtail braids. Oh. They're oh, so cute. And she actually, she wears the Esquestrian shirts, which is awesome, and she matches her bows with her snaps, which I think all pony oh. kids should do. That should be a requirement. Oh thing I've ever seen. But, I just there, so something, something, nothing makes me ovulate more than a little girl with two little braids riding a pony. <laughs> I can't stand it. So funny. Watch out, Lucas. <laughs> You're gonna get a scissor. No, just kidding. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> oh, one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so funny. So that was good. That's that's some good advice. You got to keep it calm when you're moving up. Everybody gets nervous, but you just have to take a chill pill. Yeah, that's good advice for any phase of life. Uh, right. Now we've got our next guest on, uh, Brittany Brett. Say that five times fast. Brittany Brett. I know. Did a uh, as a as an artist, and why don't you go ahead and introduce her? And and can I tell us how you met her? So we have so Brittany Brett. She is actually somebody I know through a friend, um, and she is, I mean, unbelievably talented artist. She has been, she is a show writer, a fellow show writer, competed, did um, college writing as well. And she also, side by side, at the same time, was developing her 
artist career, and she is so talented. You guys will recognize some of her work. She did, for example, the 2012 Hampton Classic poster and some other things. Um, she does horses, dogs, people. Um, so we just had to get her on and spread spread the word. She's really incredible. So, Brittany, Brett, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. Good morning. How are you guys? Good morning. We're good. We're good. We're tired and caffeinated. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me again. Yeah, no, this we're so glad to have you on. We don't always have um we don't always have uh you know art just artists in general. I don't always have the, the contact. Hey, hold on one second, okay? Uh hold hold on one second. Um we're getting a lot of interference and uh Emily, is there a cell phone nearby? Is there anything? Uh, that's definitely your line. Why don't can, can, call can, right back. Can, yeah, call right back. That'd probably be a good idea. Right back. Yeah, you guys want yeah, yeah, no, 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 no interference. Yeah. Um, let, so, so I, actually, I have a question for you, Brittany. I was just looking at your website, brittanybrett.com, and there is a be- – I'm a huge racing fan, and there's a beautiful uh, picture that you painted called Sport of Kings. Is that a particular horse, or is it just uh, the whole idea of all of them? That is actually um, a particular horse. It's um, well, it's not a particular one in general, but it's from the Belmont. So I live in New York now, so I'm always able to go out there every year. So these are just the horses ponying before the race. Oh, yeah, I was um, like, it kind of looks like cigar, um, but I I couldn't quite. It wasn't cigar, it. no. <laughs> it actually, you know, during the Belmont, they have the Belmont as the very last race of that day, so this was one okay. of the horses earlier in the day. But when they're schooling, they're all amped up and the muscles are all showing, I just love that part of the day. It's gorgeous, absolutely beautiful. Thank and you I'm so looking much. at a lot of the Thank other you. paintings that you have, and it seems like you have an affinity like I do to the Spanish horses. Oh, yeah. I love them, yes. I mean, I love all yeah. of them, but basically, you know, any horse that's an athlete with the muscles and I can see the anatomy, I love it. Oh, just absolutely gorgeous. They're right, unbelievable, well, aren't they? Emily's back. There you go. Sorry. Sorry. I know I was listening to you. I was, I was quietly listening to you. Yeah, you're, you obviously just found the website. It's unbelievable. Yes. <laughs> it is amazing. Oh, my gosh. It really is. So that's, I think, what's so fun about Brittany is because, Brittany, you rode and competed on a college team and everything, isn't that right? As a as a junior? Yeah, at the yeah, as a at the Savannah College of Art and Design. I was able to ride there on the team for four consecutive years while I got my BFA in photography and painting. So that was like just a great package deal to do my schooling through them. That's so awesome. Well it shows, I mean, you have a total understanding of the anatomy and just you know, there's a energy that comes through, I think, when you're painting or doing anything artistic, a sculpture or something, and, and it's hard to capture that energy if you don't really have a deep appreciation for the sport, the event, the animal, whatever, all of it coming together. Right. But they, it's unbelievable. You're extremely talented. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, I really devoted my life to truly understanding the horse and also constantly challenging myself to create better artwork. But, you know, staying curious is just the key. Um, I'm always continuing to learn new equine disciplines and all the way to the scientific aspects, like dissecting cow eyes to make sure I truly understand even the eye of the horse to paint it. They're quite similar. 
so, you know, being that both horses and art's always been such a major part of my life, becoming an equestrian artist kind of happened organically. Um, wow. But, yeah, the anatomy is so important to me. And, and like you said, the energy of the horse. So, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, I took this horsemanship class with a guy, Richie Wingfield, to study horse behavior because it's just so much a part of my work. And, uh, well, it really you know, shines this through. Thank you. And like you said, the sculptural form, that's funny that you said that. Like recently I've been meeting with a sculptor. Um, he actually helped to restore Da Vinci's huge horse sculpture over in Italy. So that's a part of it too. Oh. It's just always pulling in different disciplines as well as different arts to really just, you know, make it more dynamic. So, and, you know, this famous artist, Manet, told his students to paint rather if you saw than rather if you held it, you know. So instead of just working from a fat photo, I need to be around the horses. I need to see them in the flesh to truly understand their body, you know, from, like, the larger muscles, like the bicep femoris, and all the way to the little tiny veins on their face. So when I get back to the studio, I'm not just dependent on my sketches and my photographs. I'm relying on the memory as well of the horse. So yeah, no, it is incredible because you you get to be um you're you live in New York City and then you come down to Wellington seasonally or you're just down for a little bit? Yeah, I'm down here for the rest of the season. I live in the lower east side of New York. Um but right now I'm down in, in Wellington going to West a lot and taking field notes, sketches and photographs for a new series of paintings and um you know, some commissions as well. And uh, I grew up here in Jupiter, Florida, uh, on a horse farm, so I'm able to come back home here. And I went to a magnet art uh, school here. It's called Dreyfus School of the Arts. And then that's when I went on to SCAD, so with the art wow. and horses there. That's so, so great you yeah, were able you to know, tie it all together. Yeah, it really, I mean, it just really happened organically, like I said. And then, you know, being in New York City is great, too. I get to, you know, spend the days at the museums looking at all the old masters and then spend my nights discussing my ideas with some of the top artistic minds in the world. So, and, you know, like the Belmont is just a train ride away, so is the Hampton Classic. So there's still, you know, people ask why there's no horses in New York City, but as an artist, it's very important for me to be there as well. So travel a lot, but it's great. I love it. No, I'm a little so. bit the same way because I do the clothing line um, and we manufacture in Manhattan um, in the garment district. And then I obviously do the horses. So I'm sort of split time as well. And it is, uh, and you do have to do both, um, but you've just got to be around the horses if, if your industry is, is any which way um, drawing off of it. And uh, I mean, it's, I, I was, I was floored, honestly, when I, when I saw your website, um, it's just so good and it is so authentic Um uh, Glenn's not doing the show this time with us, but uh, Je- Glenn and Jennifer were down um, a few weeks ago, and uh, I hate to make this public on the radio, but it really, that statue that they have in the beginning coming into the the showgrounds does not have the, the life, you know, that, that you want to see when you're a horse oh, the person, one, you kind of <laughs> put the, the boots on backwards. The one there on the right when you walk in, yes. Yeah, yeah. You're, well, yeah, yeah. I think it's on the left now. It's the jumping horse. The guy's oh, got like a oh, a right. paddle, uh, an auction paddle yes, for yes. A, a stick. It's go take a look at it objectively. You'll see what I'm talking about. But there's like not that that real passion in in the in the the look of the animal, which they that's what they look like. You know, these are high high performance horses. Yeah. And the polo ponies that you're doing. I mean, you just you get all of it. The race horses. It's very it's very intense. All of the work. 
Well, it's funny that you say that about the sculptors, you know, like uh, the sculptors like Da Vinci and all of the old masters I've studied in Italy, and I actually draw a lot from horse sculptures. But all of these guys back in the day that did these sculptures, they actually dissected horses. They've really studied the anatomy. And although that I'm not dissecting horses, <laughs> how um, far are you taking I, it, you know, <laughs> I'm not quite ready to do that in my professional career. But in school, we did it, like I said, had to dissect cow eyes. And, you know, I learned a lot from that. And now, you know, I'm just bringing, able years later to bring that back to. Hello? I think we lost her. Oh, no, we're in mid-conversation. Well, we got to get the website. People got to get on there and check her out because it is unbelievable. And there's a contact page. Um, She is, you know, available for different projects. Like we said, she did the Hampton Classic poster for 2012. It was beautiful. Um, So you guys check it out. It's BrittanyBrett.com. Brittany Brett. Seriously, that is a three-times fast name. They're they're absolutely gorgeous. Now the the good news is, um, even though sadly we lost Brittany and we did have a nice conversation with her, Luann is actually on the horn, ready to go for the next one. So okay. Emily, take it away. We're on it. <laughs> Yay! So we have our resident barn girl, Luann from EquestrianCorner.com. She is bringing us a tried and tested product. Welcome back to the show, Luann. Are you there? Luann, Luann, Luann. Again, we're having real technical our, problems today, right? And I got them all stacked up. So. It's been it's been going on for for a little while here, but she, it shows her as live. We just don't have her, so oh, maybe well, Jenny's here. Oh, Jenny. here she is. <laughs> okay, well, hey, we'll flip it. We got Jennifer Blumenthal from BarnManager.com, who is bringing us ringside. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Hey guys, I was confused for a second. I was like, I'm not Luann, but okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> Things are a little confusing today. We're uh, we're just rolling with it. But hey, as long as we got people lined up, so you are here. Um, give us your your info. You got some hot topics you're going to bring up. So I'm down here. I was just listening to you guys talking with Brittany and Brittany talking about being down here in Florida and the exposure and being able to just be there ringside and you know. You can't really, you can't beat that. So I wanted to talk about all the great events that have been happening. I mean, they're, like, coming up, they have the um, American Equestrian Got Talent. So every Wednesday for all of circuit, there's been a talent show where everybody's been, you know, people you see in the ring are coming out and singing to, uh, and there's going to be a finals to, like, Danny and Ron's Limp Sync where you have the cutest kids in the whole wide world. I mean, I can't even express to you how cute this thing was. Where they're just decked to the nines on stage, lip singing to our favorite song, and they're all doing this for like the greatest charities. Like I lip singing is better than karaoke, much. I just wanna say. I I, I I agree with that. For um, everybody it was, actually, it was the Gotchman girls that won and they dressed up as um like you know, um, the Victorian era with like the big bumps for their butt under their dresses, and they're doing Vogue for Madonna. It was maybe the best thing I've seen all year. I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> and the proceeds go to dog rescue. And like, what barn doesn't have a dog in it? A rescued dog, probably too. I know it was that great. Is, yeah, that is nice. That's such a nice uh, 
such a nice touch that they they bring in the rescues. And so tell us about uh, about Ronnie and Dan's that people not everybody knows. You and I are like horse show girls, so we're like you know we know the gig. But uh, but what's his deal? Ronnie and Dan are they're both uh, professionals, and they started a dog rescue. And it I you know they are so active on social media and picking up strays like. Anytime there's a stray anywhere, somebody posts it and they collect them and, you know, find them new homes and they promote, you know, staying and neutering and adopting instead of puppy mills and all that. Uh, They also, and their their fundraising really engages the the kids of the equestrian community, which I think is great because a lot of these events are more geared towards adults, which are a little bit more, you know, traditional fundraising, like the Equestrian Aid Foundation just had their event at uh, the Global Dressage Festival, and that was great, but it's not really meant for kids. But Danny and Ron, I mean, they have an event coming up this Sunday that's partnered with Just World, and I think it's Kids for Causes, and it's basically like pony rides and bake sale and, you know, hay rides and all, like, just, you know, fun things that not only the kids can enjoy, but also if you're a professional and amateur on the circuit and you have kids, you can take your kids to an event where they can just be kids instead of the pressure of the show ring. Which is so important. We're always talking about the spectator numbers, and, I mean, that is where it's at. We have to build the numbers, build the live stream numbers, but it's got to be interesting, um, and there's got to be other, you know, draws to it. Certainly if it's going to be a family event, you know, you're not going to park a family of kids down there watching a 60-horse class. It's not going to happen. But this, I, I think it's awesome, all of the, it seems like every year, doesn't it? It just gets, like, more fantastical. There's, like, more events tied into it. You know, I really think social media is behind that. Um, you can't, there's just so much ways to get the message across when things are happening and engaging the equestrian community. And Facebook is so key to that. I feel like Twitter, maybe in, Instagram for, like, the younger kids, but Facebook really gets everybody know where and when and how to get there and I think that that's just doing wonders for every aspect of our sport yeah no it's so true so talk to me a little bit we had a few other points uh that we were going to kind of touch on um that there's so many interesting things that are happening honestly it's hard to to kind of distill it down for a a monthly show We, we need weekly but tell us what's going on out there with the under 25 group oh so you know, they changed the rule a couple of years ago, or maybe not a couple, maybe just last year, about the, the young rider group. Now it's up to 25. So it used to just be, you know, as soon as you you aged out at 18, you're a junior amateur professional. Now there's the young rider age group. And um, Hermes is the official sponsor for the United States Equestrian Team. And they do have a, along with the Artisan Farms series, they do have an under-25 ranking system based off FEI points. And so these are all kids who are showing at the FEI level. Um, and they um, – somebody's beeping into my phone. It's distracting me. Anyway. So, <laughs> Technology. So they're under-25. And the winner for this year is going to get to be able to take two horses of theirs to Lasso to horse show in France, all expenses paid. That is so cool. That is amazing. Like last year, I think they got um, maybe a saddle and um, like clothing and like a little bit of outfitting. But this year they get the full 
European experience. And for some of the, you know, some of these people on the FEI ranking list, they're picking up their points only stateside. They, some of them are going to Europe, but I mean, that's also a very uh, select show. Not everybody gets to go to that. I mean, I've seen the pictures on Pinterest. Yes, I love Pinterest. And it's like <laughs> under this glass ceiling and it looks beautiful. And I mean, just whatever, you know what the most popular jump in the ring is? It's the Hermes jump. Everybody wants a picture over the Hermes jump. So imagine you're able to take your two horses to France, two horse show, over a course of Irvez jump. <laughs> that's that's so funny. That's so cool. I mean, that really is, that's some real attention is being put into the development of these horses and riders at the younger age, which is, I mean, that's where it happens. we gotta we got to keep getting these guys in the show ring. You've got to have the experience. You've got to, I mean, even just, doing the night classes, like we were talking to Shane Sweetnam last um, episode about Nations Cup and uh, just some of these opportunities to develop the horses so that they can get and you don't, people don't really realize how how dicey it, uh, the first night class can be for horses, learning to jump in the shadows. I mean, geez, flying overseas and having to show up, settle in and, and get rolling. It's um, all of those little variables, those are factors, which I think, uh, challenge the consistency of a jumping combination out there so to keep the experience coming for horse and rider is uh i mean it's it's cool i i I didn't realize all that until we were speaking the other day that is a very cool program and worth highlighting i I like i agree it's it's really nice that the prize is so large you know because and it's not just like a single event this is over a cumulative amount of time and these people or kids or young adults who are on the list, like, at the end of the day, they're competing against, you know, if they're competing in the open classes, professionals and at least 100 entries, and then if they're in the, you know, picking up points in the the Young Rider series, I mean, there's still, I mean, in the, in the amateur owners and junior jumpers, there's at least 35 in the highs, and then you know, hundreds in the divisions below that are building up so that they can even jump in this. It's that's a lot of people to compete against. It's a lot of, you know, it's, it's this is a sport of seconds and inches, and you got to be very precise to get to that point. It's true. It's true. No, I love it. That was that was lots of fun to see all the excitement uh, these past few weeks with the under twenty five crowd. I know a few of them. We actually as equestrian um, had a team of riders that. Uh, rode in the speed shirts, which was lots of fun. So we were kind of tracking them. Um, they put in a few clean rounds. I can't remember what they ended up. I think they were third, maybe bronze. But uh, but anyways, no, it was awesome. So I'm glad we got to highlight on that. Um, and we got lots of events coming up. So you guys stay posted, stay tuned with us. It is like jam packed here in Wellington and lots of fun stuff too. So I think that's kind of it, Jen. Huh? Do we have anything else on your end that we want to touch on before we move on? I mean. We have Danny and Rons, we have the Equestrian Aid, we have the USEP Foundation, and then Just World already did their thing. And, you know, there's smaller um, organizations like Viserema Therapeutic Riding Center, but basically those are the big ones, and, you know, they bring out the crowds, and um, I enjoy being a part of it. It's it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's awesome, and I love that you can get this stuff for us kind of real-time because you are out there and you are the social media girl. Um, Jennifer Blumenthal does barnmanager.com as well, for those of you that don't know. Um, but it's the, this is our ringside segment. You're giving us the word on the street. I love it. So we'll we'll check back in with you next month. Thanks, Jennifer. Bye, guys. Talk to you. Bye. Yay. 
We're doing Some it. Really cool stuff. Really cool stuff going on. It is a lot of development, a lot of growth, and a um, lot of investment happening. You know, people are really giving back and developing. It'll be very interesting because, like we were talking uh, another episode about Frank McCourt buying half of Global Champions Tour, really with the purpose of making it televised. Like we're going to have a leg down here on the beach, which I'm going to go cover um, April 4th, and then the other leg. Funny enough, one of them is going to be uh, in Rome, uh, close to where Eric is, so he'll get to go see that. But uh, but yeah, no, it's. The sport is growing. It's booming. So cool to be a part of. Absolutely. Now, we do have Luann this time. So why don't you introduce her? She's for real here. For real, for real. Now we have our resident barn girl, Luann, from EquestrianCorner.com. She has tried a new product for us. What do you have? Welcome to the show, Luann. Hey, guys. How are you guys today? Good. We're good. We're experiencing technical difficulties, but we're managing. Doing well. <laughs> Never fails, right? <laughs> well, um, this month I actually tried um, the Tough Rider um, Outer Armor line. Um, I actually got the lightweight, or I'm sorry, the medium weight uh, blanket to try, um, which I've got to say, I have some young, um, playful horses in the field and uh, they're hard on blankets and this one seems to be holding up very nicely it's got a really tough um, 1200 denier uh, fabric on the outside so um, has a high neck design the shoulder gussets for nice freedom of movement Um, so this one actually has the medium weight has 200 grams of polyfill so um, it's keeping them warm enough since this winter refuses to go away (laughs) but I know um, uh, I'm I'm so over winter right now I gotta tell (laughs) you but it brings around the corner I I can't wait I'll tell you I'm I'm excited because it was like 30 here yesterday so we were really excited about that but (laughs) oh my gosh it really has been cold for everybody everybody all over the country is they're saying the same thing absolutely absolutely so this is hard wearing then because you said you got the lightweight model I got the medium weight medium okay yeah, which we sell on the equestriancorner.com for um, $159.95. Uh, the heavy weight is actually um, 350 grams, um, and that's $169.95. Um, so that's, you know, same same kind of features, um, waterproof, uh, breathable outer shell, the high neck design with the shoulder gussets, has the crisscross cursor singles, um, you know, the snap and Velcro front. Um, it's it's actually it's it's holding up really blanket. good. It's, it is a good-looking blanket. It's, um, it's, you know, has a nice nice long tail flap. Um, the, uh, it, it's just, it's, you know, it, it um, holds up its name, Tough Rider. You know, it's, it's yeah. going to be pretty tough. I've got, like I said, some young and young at heart horses out in the field playing together and, and well they really, said. you know, they, <laughs> they definitely like to uh, give the blankets a, a run for their money, and, and they seem to really hold up nice from it. Oh, that is good. Yeah, I've got one that likes to get undressed in the paddock. The belt is oh, yeah. coming <laughs> off. The blanket's coming off. It's just like I've had blankets in the past last a week. You know, I'm like, yeah. really? You know, I just paid, you know, $150 for this blanket, totally. and it's and it's destroyed. But this one is, is holding up really nice. So um, I'm, I'm actually pretty impressed by it. That's awesome. See, I so, told you Luann well, is really testing the products. 
Oh, yeah. And right. what we need, Luann, if you could also find out if Tough Rider makes some fly masks. Between blankets and fly masks, <laughs> I, my horse is <laughs> killing Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> my my horses love off, you know. There's like oh, yeah. It's like they come it's over to each other and go, hey, you get this off, I'll get yours off, okay? <laughs> and they don't un-Velcro it. They just rip it straight no, they just pull it right off. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. With oh, we'll total disregard. Come fly season, we'll we'll do a we'll do a review on the fly masks then. <laughs> yeah, sounds yeah. good. No, totally. <laughs> That's good. Well, you guys check them out EquestrianCorner dot com. Tough Rider Armor Blanket. Thank you so much, Luann, for joining us, bringing us a great new product. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. We'll check in with you next month. Talk to you soon. Sounds great. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Cool. Oh my gosh, this we have one horse. He is a young thoroughbred, and oh my gosh, three fly masks in a week, and he's this winter gone through at least three blankets. Ooh, oh my and wow! My my pile <laughs> of blankets lot. to be repaired just keeps getting higher and higher, and I'm I'm like waiting for the end of the season. Chad, my husband is like, "What are you going to do with this pile?" I'm like, "Just leave it alone." <laughs> Girls have piles in their tack room. It just happens, and I've got a plan. So funny. <sighs> and it's stressful yeah. to talk about it. Just drop it. Yeah, just leave it alone. Oh, my God. I'm already mad. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, so don't put your fancy chicken blanket on any of those horses that are disrobing. Oh. He gets nothing. He gets nothing. You know, and he's the one, and um, I'm sure those who are dealing with winter, and I'm not even dealing with winter, but I have these <laughs> desert-dwelling <laughs> weenie horses. And so it started raining last night, and it got down to, like, 55. So I went out to check on everybody because 55 and rainy is freezing here. I mean, it is seriously. Like, these horses are desert wimps, except for the Mustang. Well, he's, like, Mustang. totally fine. Yeah, no, the biggest so Mustang I had, in the world. I know. I had to bring in all the thoroughbreds and put blankets on them last night at 10 p.m., you know, in, in, in the pouring wow. rain because they were standing out there shivering. And oh, I guarantee you that that horse, Joey, has destroyed the blanket that I gave him last night at, at 10 o'clock from the pouring rain. Bunch of jerks. Uh, horses. It's like they just I don't know. even care. Total disregard Joey, for all the work that we put in. Is Joey a solo blanket destroyer, or does he enlist the help of his friends? Oh, he he just he's in his own stall. He just destroys it himself. Oh, I've solo. learned not, he not is to talented. turn him out. You can't wow. turn him out with a blanket because it's it or anybody else blanketed because he just destroys everything. But yeah, no, he'll just destroy his own and rip it. And like I said, I have this pile. But you know that you married well um, when your husband is not a horse person, and obviously. Um, Yours is, Emily, but when at 10 o'clock at night, you basically suit up in all your rain gear and all everything just to go outside to take care of the horses. Oh, I got, I'm like, I'm getting dressed. I'm like, I got to bring the horses in. He goes, yeah, you probably should. I'm like, you <laughs> he get knows. You know, you know, usually the insanity yeah, like, continues. Yeah, it's like really you have to. He didn't even question, and he goes, "All right, go ahead, see you in a bit." <laughs> oh, that's so good that because you yeah. need to have some moral support when you're doing something like that, putting Absolutely. on the rain gear, getting the boots. Exactly, possibly and retrieving sure a rich blanket. Yeah, no, I got exactly. <laughs> I'm going to do that this morning. I'm afraid to look <sighs> outside. <laughs> oh my god. 
It is. It's the worst. I've got one that does it. Our stalls at the place where I've got the horses boarding now, they are those really pretty swoop stalls that don't really have a front, which as like a baby horse and stallion trainer, I'm like, well, this is not a very good floor plan. We need to keep everything in their boxes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we don't want three quarter boxes here. We want a full box. Um, but yeah, I mean, my baby stallion, I mean, he's like twirls his halter around his head. Like, I mean, he's really good at it. He can do it for a long time, but, uh, but yeah, you know, <laughs> you need to get we, we try to that. that. Go viral. <laughs> I should, if, if I wasn't so, so angry when it was happening, like, ah, drop that. And I try to move <laughs> it, but you know, they can reach and, but yeah, you know, the destroying factor, they do that. That's like what horses do a little bit. Yeah. And some more than others and, and, more than and others. it's just. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, this has been an awesome show. Thank you so much for, for getting it all planned, Emily, and, and keeping everything rolling. Jennifer, you did a great job, and only a minor, a few minor technical glitches, but we've been dealing with that, and the listeners we are did. used to it now. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, at least they kept coming. We had everybody thoroughly confused as to the order, um, but <laughs> but they did keep coming, so it was good. But, no, it was awesome. Hopefully we'll get to do one soon. Another girl well, day. Before before we let you go, will you please tell us what's going on with Equestrian? Oh boy, keeping me busy. Um, we have the jackets, the final um, the final pattern on the jacket, which has been modified like five different times. Wanted to get it perfect. They're in production. They're winding down on production. They just they like to keep it a secret when we're actually going to get the materials because uh, you know then we'll, we'd hold them to it. So there's there's no actual date. It's it's coming soon. Um, but they, those are going to be really cool. Can't wait to get those out. We've got a couple different colors. And um, really, over the last, say, year or so, my business, the clothing line, has really transitioned into more of a custom uh, made-to-order program. We have the IHSA shirts. We do all the college team shirts. So if you ride in college, um, order team shirts. There's a built-in fundraiser. Um, and then even our barn shirts and some of our, uh, like, horse dealers, riding schools, uh, all it, it's appropriate for a lot of different people, but the custom orders, you can get your own logo and your own embroidery in whatever color, whatever matching colored snaps we Pantone match, so it is absolutely your you know purple number, whatever, that you're using. Um, but they're cool. They look sharp when we open up the box. It's very cool to see all these different logos. Um, so you can check it out on Facebook. I'm pretty good about updating. Um, you can see the different liners, the different people that are ordering, and uh, message me or go on the uh, website, sequestrian, eceequestrian.com, and you can contact us to place an order. Fantastic. I did notice the picture you posted of Kevin, ba- Kevin Babington wearing uh, some of your sequestrian attire, and he he rocks it. He is. He, <laughs> he looks great. He looks he really good. good. Yeah, he's and he's he's got that, such a nice horse right now. That shore poor mare is unbelievable. So uh, he's we're definitely keeping an eye on him this season. But I see you, Jamie, all the time, S to death in your S shirt. I love it out there in the eventing. You're in the water jump. It's you guys. You look so cute yeah. in it. I love it. I know. <laughs> well, I love it. You know, it's it's the technical fabric of your shirts is just so awesome. But to 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 be, I I just said we have to get a picture standing in the water jump for Emily oh, of me wearing wearing her shirt in, in California at Galway Downs in the water jump. So uh, fortunately, I did not have water on it. So, because that's happened before, so we stayed nice oh and dry God. on top of the horse, <laughs> not floating. I love it. So, it was good. It stayed nice and clean. And you're right, man. It is just you wash and wear. It is so. Wash it's and wear. such a great fabric, and it is 
I, I, girl, let me tell you, white shirts and me do not agree because I am totally. a stainer, and it stays so clean. It really does. It, it really right does. Out. It really does. And that they're great for the kids for that reason, too. I mean, the kids, you see them at the end of the horse shows. I mean, you've, you've got a munchkin. You know the dirt, it sticks, but they just wash oh, right yeah. out. So it's cool. i got to grab a few of those pictures from you. Um, they are so cute of you on your horse eventing. There's some jumping ones too. I saw on your Facebook the other day. I was like, wait a minute, I missed these. There's a bunch of really good ones. Oh yeah. Well, when you look good, you know, all the pictures come out good. Exactly. It's hard to take a bad photo. (laughs) I like your style. It's hard to take a bad photo when you look good. (laughs) Uh, Let's end on that. That's exactly. Exactly. We've made more t-shirts today. Let's get you, let's put you to work on that. Well, listen, oh, I would like to thank all of our guests for joining us. And, Emily, you know, as always, another great jumping episode. And we will talk to you oh. again next month. Maybe I can get rid of Glenn again, you know. And, Woo, and, and do it. I know. Girl day. <laughs> girl day, girl day. you got to love it. Well, <laughs> hopefully you'll see your husband soon. And when you do, give him a big hug from us. And, and thanks for uh, being a continued sponsor of the show. I will. Love it. All right. Check in with you guys soon. Bye. All right. Bye.